Welcome back to the podcast, guys. Your hosts, me, Tyler Stone, over there, John Fairbanks. That's me. So we've had a big week this week, John. We've been running a bunch of clients through our clients through uh, kind of reskinning their offers, getting stuff built up, teaching them how to sell their offers, how to present them, how to talk to people, uh, how to talk about their stuff on social media. It's been a very, very, very productive week. And I think we've got a lot of businesses and coaches out there, new trainers, new gym owners who have uh, the word, an incredibly new outlook, new hope, potential, all of the things. No longer selling, like, you know, trying to wonder how can I keep jamming people into this single product? And I think we've been seeing a lot of trends in what people are doing and then seeing where we usually end up kind of the direction we end up pointing these coaches and gym owners to. And we want to kind of talk to you guys about the some of the common pitfalls that we run into. And one of the most common issues that we see and hear from coaches and trainers is how can I make more money? Or on the other side, again, the thing we always talk about, how can I get more people in? How, how yeah. can I get more leads? I need more people but you also want to make more money per session, right? So there is a way that you can kind of do both of it by attracting more profitable work and more what's the word, more invested clients, create a system of more invested clients, it tends to create the thing we talk about all the time, a feedback loop of success, a very invested client buying a very, very specific path with you uh, is more likely to get there than somebody who just buys a little bit of your time, truthfully. So that invested client gives you more money, that invested client is more likely to get the results, which then gives you better testimonials, better results, better reputation, better word of mouth. And that's always just one. So trying to present your stuff in this way and directing it towards the client is what we're going to get into today. One of the things we see very often, and it's very common with gyms that are having a hard time making money with personal training specifically, either people don't want it or they're just simply not making enough money doing it is doing the money per session game. Mm -hmm. When we get into, as, as gym owners, as coaches, when you get into selling personal training, by the way, I don't blame you. I've done it where you just start by saying someone who wants personal training, you say, perfect, I'll charge this amount for this many sessions per week. And that is what you do because the truth is like all things we do in business, sometimes you just need to make it happen first. Right. And I'm always, I'm always a good advocate for that. Like, you know what? I got to make a product. Somebody wants my thing. I haven't thought about it. Perfect. Whatever. Just get doing it. And I do believe in that action first, simple action first, I think is a good starting point. And the hard thing is this is how we measure everything. So really yeah. when it comes down to it, it's going to be, especially from a gym owner's perspective, what's the cost per hour, right? How many people do I have in the class? Who am I coaching? What's the value? What's the cost of my electricity? What's the cost of having the facility open so that you can clearly show right at the end of the day, how much money am I making per class per person that's in there? So everything starts rolling into this function of dollars per hour. Yeah. And so you start comparing everything and then we are transferring that to clients. So now they're looking at our service by dollars per hour because yeah. That's we're, what presenting, you're we're presenting your our own equation to them yes. and expecting them to explain. And by the way, I've, I've done this in other industries too. If you ever have to explain to somebody that the reason you charge have to charge so much for something is because you have, well, I have bills that are this much and you're already in playing the wrong game because you've already diminished the value of your service to just time. 
And there's a trend that I've seen, and this is a really good example for you guys to, to have out there. A lot of by appointment people or people that do a trade or a skill or whatever that may be charged by the hour. It's very common, right? It's, 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 it's common across almost a lot of lines of work, right? Mm -hmm. However, Usually on the back end, ones that don't, that are doing, say, I'm going to do this. This is how much for the whole project that just give you a number for the whole project. Yes, they're doing dollars per hour math on the inside as the business, but that is not how it is being presented to the client because the client doesn't care. And your time doesn't mean anything to them. It just doesn't. They want what they want, which means if you're going to buy a house, if I'm going to build a house for you, John, I'm going to say it is going to cost this much money for me to do this based on these plans. That's what it is. And if I'm breaking down how much I'm charging per hour, they're either going to be insulted because they don't think it's worth that much per hour for my time. And right. so it's a game that you're never going to win. But if I say I'm going to build this house for you with this quality and all these materials as such, and I'm going to do it at this price, that person wants, you know what they want? They want that house. They want it built on the, based on the plans that they presented to you. And that's how you do it. You don't say, oh, this many hours, that's not how it works. You know how I can tell a good tattoo artist? They charge me by the piece of art that they're going to put on my body. Meaning mm. I don't, I've, I do not pay a tattoo artist by the hour. If you have something that you want to be really good, because if you want something that's really good, you know what they're going to say? They're going to say, they'll come up with a piece of art. They're going to get the size and figure out where it's going to be on your body. And they're going to say, it costs this much for me to put this thing on you. You're never going to find a great tattoo artist that charges by the hour. You know why? Because you can't, no, nobody is going to pay $500 an hour for anything. Right. But they will easily spend $5,000 to get this work of art put on their body by a professional who knows what they're doing. And by reframing it that way, it makes so much more sense. Because if you can get the same piece of art kind of put on the same part of your body by somebody for 50 bucks an hour, 100 bucks an hour, yeah, you're not going to go to the guy that's 500 but stop having that conversation. The people that want something good and want something quality, want a quality piece of art on their body, want to pay money, want you to be able to take your time. The last thing you want to do is rush a tattoo artist because shit, get over the other hour. What are we <laughs> going to do? And we, but that dynamic is really important because, you know, when I got this tattoo here, when I was overseas, it's the most expensive tattoo I've ever got. And it's like the smallest one I've ever got. But it's in a location that needed to be done well, needed to be done by someone who knows, knows what they're doing. They need to be willing to take the time. You have spots where skin is very stretchy. It requires somebody with skill. And this guy had a lot of skill. But if I did the math on what this cost me per hour, it was about $400 per hour, and it was fucking like 11 hours. You know what I mean? It's like it's like almost a $4,000 tattoo per near. I would never, never have paid that by the If he told me that's what he was charging per hour, then I would have lost my fucking mind when we got to hour five. I'm like, what are we doing? You know, but what I got, what I had, because the arrangement going in was, here is the piece of art. Here's where it is on your body. This showed me exactly, put me in the position of knowing what it's going to look like on me. Mm -hmm. Literally, you know, he mocks it up and goes, so to do this and put this here will cost this much. And you know what? He made a bunch of money. It was very profitable for him. Five hours one day, five or six the next. That's it. But that's, but that's the point is I got exactly what I wanted and I have no complaints about the price and no complaints about the work. Everybody wins in that situation. If I wanted to race to the bottom, I could go to the guy, the, the, the per hour guy. And this is a thing that as gym owners and as coaches, you have to understand that same principle. You have to extrapolate that out to what you're doing. And yeah, there's a time and place for 
whatever you need to do. If you, if someone just wants a session here and a session, yeah, whatever, think flexibly. But as you're trying to attract people and as you're trying to draw people in and you're trying to move them up your value ladder and offer higher levels of service, which is always the thing that we talk about, how can we serve them better? Because in serving them better, we can charge more. Yeah. And as you are doing that thought exercise, we've talked about this before, but this is the value of look outside the industry, right? Don't be afraid to creatively come up with solutions that maybe aren't stereotypically inside maybe your immediate market or in the fitness industry in general. Cause we had an example this week where we had a coach be like, how do we get someone to stop asking me for discounts? And it's like, you know, I have a wedding photographer that's going to charge me $3,000 to do our photos. There's no question about like discounts or like how much it was per hour. And nobody ever asked a, a wedding photographer, like, well, what is it per hour? Nobody does. Cause what you want is the delivered. I want a great, I want you to capture all these moments for me, you know? That's and so thing. it's not about time. It was never about time. No. And we've given the example before of, I think on this podcast, which is the, the locksmith example. Yeah. You just want to make sure that the dude's not going to come back to your house and rob you. And you want to make sure it gets done, done well and done right. And you oh. pay a lot of extra for what with the locksmith convenience. One thing, if it's a Saturday and a Sunday, if it's late at night, like the guy that's being, that's what you're paying for. He's never going like, I, I know someone spent $500 on a locksmith two consecutive weeks in a row in Austria, a friend of ours. She locked herself out of her apartment in a nice place, kind of a complicated ordeal late at night. Two weeks in a row, 500 bucks for locksmith. Well, but what are you going to do? You know, mm -hmm. and it's not about having them over a barrel. It's that, that is the service, by the way. Like, you know what? I'm sleeping, lady. <laughs> like, I'm on call, but it's going to cost. By the way, you know what? You got to, you know why you got to pay me to go at four, at four o'clock in the morning? Cause I don't really want to go. Convenience is another, is, is another. So when you look at things that are valuable to people, the results they want to get are important. Uh, the investment that they have to make in time and effort in getting there is also very, very important. Right. So if you can say truthfully, that, could you say this is the easiest way for you to lose 20 pounds with the least amount of work? I don't, I don't advise you probably to do that, but that is actually probably a pretty valuable offer that would differentiate you from a lot of other people. Is it easier? Is it faster? Right. Faster works too. Fast is great for adding value. And, or is it more certain? Right. Is it a more certain path to their results? Meaning like a lot of people that's you know, are you going to cover nutrition? Are you going to cook me breakfast? Are you going to get me a chef? Are you going to, you know, kick my ass when I'm dragging ass in the gym? Are you not going to accept low effort work from me? You know what I mean? There's a thing that yeah. I do when I go into coaching is I need a coach to hold me accountable for my bullshit. This is the truth is that you, you know, you know what I mean? In training, you need to see, need somebody to be like, Hey dude, like it's fun talking with you, but like, you know what you're here to do, you know? And that's a real deal. You need, you need some of that. And so when we talk about presenting your services, the reason people are always getting asked about discounts or how that's pretty expensive is because it's only time versus money. And that is always going to break. So to break that, sh to, to shift that paradigm requires you to put yourself in their shoes and just walk their desired road from where they are to where they want to be. 
and walk that path through you and your services. Walk, walk that with them. Do that thought exercise. Like, okay, so I walked into this gym, right? If you're your client, say, I walked into this gym, they signed up, they gave me options that I could choose from or whatever, and I chose this because it fit my budget. And then I came in and I got thing A and I got thing B and I got thing C and it's a lot of fun. The experience was professional. The experience matters, right? And you can start to build now your service offerings in a way that fit that experience. And then the results still are what you're selling, but the path between A and B still is a part of that as well. That's the part that makes you different from other people. And it's the thing we've talked about in the past with nutrition and coaching philosophy and all this other stuff that we want to want to bark up about what makes us different, right? Like I do keto for weight loss. Oh, well, I'm going to get you strong because I teach powerlifting type, type training, which is all fine if you're in a market where you can coach powerlifters on powerlifting for the sake of powerlifting. Right. You have enough of them, which usually, frankly, requires you to have an audience first or at least have a position in that market first. But if you're looking for general population, you got to figure out what those people want. And what they want has nothing to do with the specifics of how you're going to get them there. If someone w wants weight loss, you can give them weight loss and not have to explain that you're going to te teach them barbell lifts. They may not even know. Our, our most profitable personal trainers do, don't speak on equipment. It has zero, there's zero relevance to the location of the gym or what mm -hmm. the gym is. They don't meet or sell in a gym or on the, or, or regarding equipment or exercise. You're not selling exercises. You're selling results. You're selling, what do you want to accomplish this next, these next few months? That's, that's it. And that has been a huge shift versus, and we see somebody, we, we see people out there too, who do, um, you know, specific skills coach, right. skills coaches for athletes. And if you're just selling sessions, man, is that tough. And by the way, that works for kids, kind of, right? If you're in the kids, the kids fitness game, selling sessions works because you know what parents want for kids? A babysitter. That's Babysitting. Make tired. That's what you're doing. You're a babysitter that's going to work them out, which is okay too. Mm -hmm. You have kids programs, stuff like that. That is the function. I wouldn't. But if you want to separate yourself from that or figure out how you can make more money out of those systems, offer an upgrade. Maybe that upgrade involves... We're going to make very sure that we're going to improve your kids 40 times. We're going right. to improve their uh, overall strength and structure and make sure they can do it safe. So they, we want to make sure that they are as um, injury proof for this upcoming sports season as possible, because we want your kid to play and have fun, not be on the sidelines because they got dinged up. And that now matters. That now sounds worth, sounds like it's worth a lot more than whatever hundred or a couple hundred bucks for a kid's fitness group. And now that doesn't have to be a thing that is a huge time suck on you. That may just be an extra 30 minutes. Mm -hmm. That's it. Yeah. The thing that we, especially with the kids stuff, cause this is an area that I have a lot of interest in when it comes to training kind of youth and teenagers. And it definitely, it always is comparable. Everything that I see out there is dollars per sessions, dollars per hour. And all we do and all I see the market doing is, well, they could just buy more sessions. Therefore I'll discount more. Yeah. So the idea is trying to get them on the hook for more and more and more. And there is a point where that's, you have some diminishing returns at a certain level. And we see this all the time when we're talking about building together custom menus with what you do. We don't like seeing it go past 
you know, three months worth of time because then it stays so nebulous and it stays so like, well, six months, 12 months, whenever you're having that type of conversation, it's really just a conversation of how much you're willing to discount your services. And the fact is, is that if you really drill down, people don't want, you and I talk about it all the time, and the endless relationship is that it's stop presenting options where the only thing you can do is discount your services. People have a goal, especially if you're working with youth, if you're working with kids, like summertime, the chains should be fucking off. Like you should be getting positioned and ready because babysitting is a real deal. But do you want a babysitter that's going to charge you by the hour? Or do you want a babysitter that's going to explain all the value, all the things that they're going to do with your kid and how much fun your kid is going to have and what the results are going to be from that babysitting that and you the do discipline with they're going to gain. We're going to teach your kid discipline, hard work. We're going to hold them accountable and it's going to be a ton of fun and we're going to make sure they do it safely and they get stronger. And they, we, this is the thing, by the way, if you're selling kiss class, you understand the important, most of us, I was talking to a guy last night about this, who his son and my son trained together quite a bit. And it was like, do you understand the importance of learning to exercise and enjoying exercise and training for strength and, and, and like just training to, for like progress to get better for your own sake, like, because it makes you feel good and you like doing it. My kid has it. His kid has it at 13, 14 years old. I did not have that. I was a good athlete and did enough of the training stuff to keep people off my ass. And of course responded well, you know, when I was young, but, but I didn't do it. Didn't want to do it. Didn't give a shit at all. And then what that cost me is about 12, 13 years after sports end Sure. as an adult of slowly getting fat. And now you have to relearn that and undo that. That is a thing you can, I mean, if you're talking to parents about what you're going to do differently or what maybe makes the, your upgraded version or maybe why yours is way more expensive than the other, other people's because this is what we're doing. This is, I want to future-proof your kids health-wise. I, I mean, I would learn, I will, I'm going to teach them about showing up fueled for training, what they should eat before they come in for training so they can feel good and get the most out of it. I want them to value the things that they're going to get, the, the things that they're going to learn in here. I want them to learn to appreciate exercise. I want them to learn to appreciate feeling strong. You know, you see, we have clients that coach some high school age kids, and you see the confidence in, say, a teenage girl who starts training and learns the value of strength and really learns to be proud of herself and proud of your body and proud for the things you've accomplished much more than what they get on Instagram and social media, which is being <laughs> proud of the way you look or the way other people think about the way you look. That is fucking cancer. But a person who comes in and you can teach kids how to be empowered, strong, work hard, have discipline. Jesus Christ, that is worth a lot of money and worth way more than daycare. And I still believe there's value in the daycare. Let's do the kids thing because people sometimes can't commit big money for the kids all of the time. But that type of system, come in, get them moving and we're going to do our best, right? But we do have one that's like a real next level stuff, some some Navy SEALs training for children. <laughs> type totally. five, you know what I mean? Where this is where this is the thing where we want we really want to future proof your kids by teaching them the real value of fitness and the value of health. And I want to teach them lessons in and out of the gym just in this hour. That's a product that's worth double your traditional kids program, at least. Without a doubt. The same amount of time. But make no mistake, because I think this is important too. There's a lot of coaches out there, especially guys that I've that I've played with over the years <clears throat> in college, 
and watching them in their own fitness journeys and what they're doing with their own businesses, that there's a big piece where they have a big heart. They want to go back to where they came from and they want to give those kids that didn't have a shot the way they didn't have a shot when they were young. And then essentially they just got lucky and they rolled, they had a good hand and they were able to ride that all the way out. They want to come back and they want to give back. Well, make no mistake. You don't have to make your shit more expensive. Do you have the ability to make it more expensive as you add more and more value? But even your lowest tiered offer, if you change it so you're not having a conversation of dollars for hours, even then you're now attracting the population better that you do want to serve. And this is the important thing. So we talk about this aspect, John, about why we want to, why you need to start communicating your services for what they really can do for your client. Because if you can't explain it in a way that it works that, you know, that, that covers those bases for them, then your product needs to be altered, right? Or at least needs to be changed in a way that will fit people's desires a little bit better. It doesn't mean the product itself, the base product can't stay the same, but it means you have opportunities to, if you're going to make more money for that time, that's how you're going to do it, right? You're going to need to fill those needs better. We always talk about doing that in the context of, because you can make more money for your time, therefore you don't necessarily need to have this big influx of leads, right? Right. Also, because you want to have these bases covered before you get an influx of leads. So we can get to leads, right? But you want to have something profitable to put them in as opposed to not. I'm sure I don't know if I mentioned it off the podcast, on the podcast, the McDonald's dollar menu thing. Yeah. But the dollar menu was there because it was basically going to get a bunch of people to go because holy shit, dollar McChickens, dollar McDoubles, dollar double cheeseburgers back in the day, guys, the real double. Mm-hmm. Um, but then what happened was McDonald's realized people were only coming to them for that stuff. Mm-hmm. And it was not tenable because it was that the margins were so low that all the work, all the effort, all the systems, all the buying, all of it was they were still making money, but cutting their own throat and losing out on all the potential. And so what they did is they had to eliminate it. They had to raise the prices on those things and they had to make sure that people were falling into products that were more profitable for them. Also more likely that you're probably more likely to enjoy it. Now, don't get me wrong. I've had a lot of like eight McChickens, four McDoubles orders in my life that I put down. You know what I mean? This is right. So I, but, but I know that deal, but in the gym, what you need to do is you cannot just be selling McDoubles. And that's when you're trading time. That is kind of what you're doing now because you get the profitability of the programs you're offering, right. By doing, making these few changes. The thing is, is your system, your products are more attractive generally outwardly because you're communicating, because when you explain them in this way, Now it makes more sense. It is a huge attractor because again, if you see 10 personal training sessions for $750, if you see that on, on, on a website, that is not appealing to me at all. If I'm just, I don't know what I get. I don't know. And it's not about me at all. Mm -hmm. I might, you know what I mean? I might as well be buying plastic bags. These, these go in the garbage and this is what you do. Like it's all, it's a transactional product thing. It doesn't mean anything to me. It doesn't move me. And you do need to speak to your clients and what's going to move them and what they want is the feeling that they have. They want it to create energy and create momentum moving forward. Meaning I feel like I'm stuck. I'm feeling this spot. I feel like if I can take this one action with you and once they come into contact with you, it's yes, what we're going to do is, and then you just lead them through all the little things that were in the way. And this is what you want to get. Perfect. Here's what we can do. Here's a few choices for how to get there. 
that will you will close a much, much, much higher rate of the leads you get, first off, which is a great fix. You will make way more money per per lead that you close, and you're going to inherently get more leads because your offer, your communication, your structure, your products, everything is significantly improved and much more attractive to somebody from outside your system. And incomparable now. If everybody exactly. else has their prices out there and it's just a membership or it's just punch cards or it's just how much per session, okay, you're playing that game now. And I don't want to play that game. I just don't want to. I, I refuse to. It's it's not worth my time. We don't do it for any facet of any business I participate in. Don't. And you had a unique, you have a unique perspective because you watched a business that you were in transition from that world yeah. to something totally different and watching you how know, that got implemented. And that was in a world where it was very new, right? Doing this on the technical side of things. That was, that's people's expectations are money for time. That is what they think. Time and material, time and material, time and material. You go there, you're there for 30 minutes and it's $500. So they're like, well, how much was that part? I don't sell parts. I sell a service. The service is your thing was broken. I came here. We got you up and running. We were nice. We were friendly. I dressed nice. I didn't park on your driveway and I made sure you knew it. <laughs> I, you know what I do? You know, we also, these are things that are policy, by the way, that makes everything feel better. Another policy we used to do, we didn't park on the driveway. We would mention it every time. You know, our oil, our, our vehicles are very well maintained, but it would be a real shame for some reason for us to be dropping oil or something on your, on your driveway. Is it okay if I park in this spot in the street? Perfect. Thank you. The other thing that would do, Never, ever, ever ring the doorbell. Yes. Never. Always not. Everyone's got babies and dogs. You mm -hmm. want to start with some yipping baby dog situation, even though that's an acceptable way to show up to someone's house knocking first, guys. So these are little things now that like that has no, makes no cost or costs nothing. But now that experience now starts to paint with we are professional, clean, friendly, we are going to, this is a premium service. The whole thing now feels like this. And that's exactly what we want you guys to do with the things you do best, by the way. If you want to be the raw, rugged place that gets people big time PRs, by the way, I love that shit too. That's my jam. Totally. Right? And I can sell that too to those people. But do you have enough of those people at your disposal? Maybe you need to grow a lot of general population clout before you can specialize which is another possibility. It all depends on your market, but whatever it is that you are doing, that is the, the best advice I can give you is to just t make your stuff take the shape of the journey that your clients want. And then everything else that you do will, will trickle down from there. Another thing that is a shame is if you stay in this general dollars per hour, highly comparable to other people that either are in your immediate market or if you're online doing coaching now against the world, right? Very comparable. The issue is you're allowing people to already assume what those 10 personal training hours are for the 750 bucks. Like they've already established, oh, well, I know what that is. And that's not worth it to me. Mm -hmm. So you're- Even though they don't know. They have no clue. And, yeah. that's, and that's exactly where I'm driving is how did how did the business that you worked for where you established not parking on the driveway like that how we established not ringing the doorbell how we established all of these pieces that as you add them up allows you to become more valuable and makes it to where people are more pleased with that service 
that only comes from conversations, mm -hmm. being willing to extract that data that I think is where it is completely lost when you allow yourself to become so comparable to where if you're you not, people have yeah. to have a conversation with you and then they give you the data to know how to continue to make your service better and better. And do you know how you, how we shortcut it all of that though, truthfully? Yeah. Cause we paid a company that taught us mm -hmm. you should do all of these things because you, you can't, you can't simply double your prices. So we start doing all of these things, make this a policy. We don't do this. Make sure we start make, we start crafting our experience with the help of people who have done it with hundreds and hundreds of other businesses. So that's the point. And so right. that is the thing, because by the way, you can do it. You can go there and be like, I'm going to be the good guy. And then this, of course, this is it. We're going to course correct. And we're going to do all this stuff. That's going to take you a long time. Years. So the shortcut is of course, which is kind of what we do as a business here is like, we have all this data from all of these gyms that we work with. And this, these are the lessons. These are the lessons that we've learned and we can plug them into your business. You can skip all that bullshit. There's a thing that I, I want to jump back to because I think that maybe this would be a great point for us to wrap up on with this too, is empathy is key. If you're a coach, right? Putting yourself in the position to feel for your clients is, is super important. Empathy. If people feel that you care about them, then they'll trust you. You know, if you show me you care, I'll care about what you know. Right. Until then, we're talking about what we know. It, does, it, it doesn't mean anything. And you, you need to, again, I say this all the time, put yourself in the position of somebody who's thinking about joining a gym. And I want you to do this thought exercise. If you think you're, think you're someone who's 20, 30, 80, 100 pounds overweight, and you get up in the morning and you look in the mirror, and it's been the fifth year in a row of gaining five pounds a year. It's just gotten away from you. Those things just add up. You're like, God, I got this stuff's hanging here and here. And, and I know I keep making the wrong decisions food wise, but I just don't, you're not burning any, you feel the energy cooling up in your body, which kind of, by the way, is what fat storage is. Also, you just feel this tense energy pooling up in your body and every day it compounds and you feel like failure and you're stuck and the whole thing just snowballs and you're here and you've just done nothing and nothing. you're almost at the point of making a change and you get up and you look in the mirror and every Every person in your life now you used to be an attractive person and now you go out and you, you walk down the street and you feel like you're invisible. You know what I mean? You're like, God damn, this is what is going on here. And that just, that, that, that is your reality at this point. And you get up in the morning and you look in the mirror and you go like, what am I going to do? Like, like, you know what I really think I'm ready to do? I think if you, I just need 10 sessions. Nobody fucking thinks that. What do they want? You think that person looks in the mirror after all that and goes, I just want more than anything. Do I want 10 sessions? No, they want, we want to, we want to make sure that we can get this weight off you as quickly as possible so that we can make sure we help you. We want to do it safely because we want to make sure that you can keep it off. I want you to feel good walking down the street. I want you to have confidence. I don't want you to have that pent up energy that you need to get something done. Like that's cancerous. Right. Let's let's blow off that steam. Let's get you feeling good. Let's get you looking good. Let's get you walking, talking high on the hog. That is what we offer here. This is what we can do. And I can do this much, this amount for this thing with covering all these needs. That's the what. Right. That's where we can fill that in at the end. Right. We're going to do this, this, this. It's going to be food, this, all count, whatever it is that they need. That is so appealing to a person in that situation. Does that make sense? Nobody looks in the mirror 30 pounds overweight and goes, God, I just really wish I had 10 sessions. 
No. They go, I wish I had fucking abs. I wish I looked better. I wish I felt better. Like, do that. Give them that. Talk mm-hmm. like that because you're not talking to them when you're talking about the difference between brown rice and white rice. They don't fucking care. They don't care about the reason you like to do this type of exercise this way and the other way is wrong. They don't care. That's not what they want. And that will not move the needle at all. Now, there is a base level, of course, of social media posting where you want to be informing people and engaging people and just be a fitness person. So I get a lot of that stuff, right? I do get like just talking about fitness, talking about exercise. I, I do get I do get a lot of that. But when you're trying to appeal people, you got to do the other thing. You got to do the thing I just described. Do that exercise because next time you talk to somebody, they're going to fucking know that you've at least thought about them, thought about people like them. And I talk to a lot of gym owners. We talk to a lot of personal trainers. I talk to good ones and we talk to bad ones. And there's the fact is there's some out there that don't give a shit about their clients or even if they do care, they've never really quite thought through just this exercise that I did. Was that 30, 40 seconds? Do it. Think it through. Be that person. Look in the mirror. Like you see them out there. Learn to feel for those people. And when you do it and you talk to those people, it will crush. And by the way, you're actually help, you're not manipulating them. You're actually getting them in. Because if you're dangling punch cards or if you're dangling sessions in front of a person and they don't want it, well, what do you think you're going to do? You're going to make more money by raising your prices? That's not going to work either. So it's very, very important to do this thing where this you, you got to be them. you got to walk in their shoes. you got to really think about who they are, where they are, where they came from, and what they want. What do they want? And you got to give them the thing in their terms. One of the things we talk about in MMA training all the time is like the best way, of course, for you to get better, say, if you're doing kickboxing, right? The best way, which is what I've been, the best way for me to get better at this is to go in and drill the most boring shit all the time, right? If a coach truly was like, I want to make you the best kickboxer you can be in two years, that's what it's going to be. I'm going to be doing hours and hours of just conditioning and fundamentals and just building this huge movement base. Like, that's what we're doing here, right? Except a month in, I'd be so bored. So you do have to find the right max of like, hey, you want to feel like a bad motherfucker? Like, come in, we'll get you the fundamentals and we'll let you swing some spinning heel kicks and do some nonsense every once in a while. Like this is, we're going to have some fun with it and you got to do it. You can't high road yourself away from giving people what they actually want because then they're just never going to show up at at your front door. And don't get hung up on, but let's say you're, um, we've done work with skills based basketball coaches. Yeah. Okay. You're not selling weight loss. All right. So that's fine. So don't get hung up on the topic stick to the principle of that thought exercise, put yourself in the people that you want to work with, put yourself in their shoes. What do they want to achieve? What's the skills that they want? Why do they want those skills? Why don't they have those skills? Who has those skills? And what is the result in this person not having those skills right now? And what could they achieve? What could their future look like? What could their life look like when they get those skills, which you can give them in a X amount of week program that you can guarantee and you can hit all these different levels because you bothered, just like you said, to take a 30 minute thought exercise to stop talking about, well, all you need is 10 sessions with me and I'll help you with X, Y, and Z. It's like, no, 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 no. And this is true. And and, and when I mean empathy, I mean it is you cannot just think your way through their shoes. You need to feel it. You got to do it. Because if you can't, if you don't, you're just, then it it just doesn't work. So that, you know, and then same thing with the skill thing you described. What does that look like? What does that look like? You love the game. 
you love the game, you want to make progress, you live it, you breathe it, you love, but there's only so many hours in the day, right? You want to have the time having fun playing at the park, you want to have time fun playing with your friends, but at some point we want to make sure that we have progress. You want to get better, you, you, you want to earn your spot on the team, you want to feel better, you want to be safer, you want to know the game, you want to be a student of the game, you want to, you want to play at the next level? Well, let's get you all of the skills that are required for the next level stuff. And I can do it because I know this, 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 and this, and I know exactly how to. Now that seems a lot better than we have workouts that you can come in and do at our skills training camp stuff and can't like, you know, the, it, it is a more specific tone. It speaks more to them and it just allows you to dangle a product there that's worth more money. And that's the truth. So guys, I think that's got us about wrapped up for today. Uh, you want in, we are uh, probably going to be shutting down the low cost of our uh, of our kind of offer audit stuff where we come through and help you clean up your menu with your services and teach you how to sell them. That will not be the 397 price for very long because we are about to take on a whole bunch of new people here running mm -hmm. through and we want to make sure that we can really, really serve everybody well. That introductory offer we're going to hang on to. So if you do... Get it within the next, I would say, probably a week or so, a week or two of the release of this episode. Shoot us a message and ask. We can probably get you in at that price. Um, otherwise, it'll start to go up as it's part of some other services that we're going to be doing here. So uh, if you want in, though, you can shoot us a message. Shoot, message me at Tyler F. and Stone. Message the podcast at the Jim Motors Podcast or John at JBanksFL. And anything else? What do we got? The Facebook group? Yep. Go to community.hackyourgym.com. And if you want to take the journey on your own, take the time, really go through the deep dive with your business, uh, get all the things, your processes, your opportunities, identify everything within your business as it sits, and then make a game plan going forward. The, the you do it to the more thorough version of everything, you can still get into Gym Hacking University. So that is at hackyourgym.com, and you can message us if you have any questions about this, that stuff as well. So I think that'll do it, everybody. We'll see you next week. Until next time.